Hey there, sweet peas. Welcome back to Friendless, the show that tries to teach you how to be a better friend while I lose every friend I have. I'm your pal James Abermago, back once again this week with special guest Gavin Mack. Gavin is one of my newest but fastest friends, and I was so excited to get them on the show. We discuss getting rid of straight friends, how to handle demanding friends, and whether or not you are one, and we give a little sneak peek into a writing project that the two of us are concocting. Gavin is absolutely magic, and I just adore them, and I think you will too, so without further ado, let's dive right in with my interview with Gavin Mack, here on Friendless. So welcome to the show, a dear new friend who um, who I met through uh, the Metamorphosis series and um, and who has just been a source of like inspiration and joy very recently in my life. The one, the only Harper Gavron. How the fuck are you today? Hello. I'm OK. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Just. Yeah. Just relaxing. Just trying to, I guess, yeah. the most that I the most that I can existing you know yeah just existing um which is okay i don't know i feel like uh like there are weeks that you just have to exist and then you have to be okay with that yeah Uh, we were talking actually uh uh recently um with a with a friend of mine about how like um you know your best uh isn't static right your best is just like what you could do that day and it always is changing you know and so like sometimes your best is like I sat up today. <laughs> you know? I have a pin. I have a pin that says left the house. And <laughs> I love that. It's so funny. It's so funny. Left the house. It's, it's so on point. I yeah. uh one of my coworkers actually was was uh he had discovered these like spectrum disorder communication pins that he was trying to position as like we should use this for like communication with students and stuff. And I was like well yeah obviously like like he had yeah. thought this was it's like kind of radical discovery like for holistic brains and i was like no this is like an inclusion thing that we should yeah. have been doing this before norm- already like normalize it yeah 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah totally but um, but, um to kind of to get us launched in just to, you know for for listeners who may not be familiar with you or might not know who you are um i will put it as bluntly as i possibly can who the hell are you <laughs> and like what is it like three words or less or something, mm. something as like it is a podcast it is as many words as you can. <laughs> um i guess like facts 27 i'm a ginger uh and i'm a pisces those are the three the three main <laughs> things and i'm a stoner facts. i guess facts these are facts <laughs> hard facts they're not changing those are not ever changing um even yeah. though i am <laughs> those are the things that stay pretty pretty consistent um, i love it that's really about it i guess i'm just kind of i always find that if i like describe myself or if i think about myself for too long which i try not to do uh is like i just feel like i'm meandering just kind of <laughs> sure through through life and like through people i guess and i just kind of exist i'm just kind of there yeah um, i don't know if I that's mean... like a little bit more negative or positive, but I don't want to think too hard about yeah. it. So I just hop around. <laughs> I, I mean, personally, I find that wonderful. And I think that that's really like, in a way, that's like almost like a Zen cone. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, so. it's a very, you know, it's, it's, it is a form of enlightenment to be like, you know, 
to sort of release these desires and these productivities and you know and i know you and i and i'm sure we'll talk about it further like i know you and i both get like very trapped in in cycles at times of you know not doing enough or doing too much or any of those things but like to 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 actively try to uh center yourself or sort of like reset yourself at just at just existence just existence i'm pretty good with that i feel like it's better than constant anxiety or guilt Mm-hmm. Um, guilt is uh, definitely a big one that I that I feel, but it takes so much out of me. Like my plans mm-hmm. change on a day to day basis because like of that feeling, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I feel like I get sucked way too deep into like what is it like giving into like that that voice in your head, like that it yep. is that what it is like the three and like you I give into like my impulses a lot. Definitely. And, um, then I try to balance that out with like pushing myself to do things because like, I feel like a lot of people, including me, like I just said at times, but don't push themselves enough sometimes. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I try to balance it out by just, you're right. Like getting up or just like leaving the house to smoke some yeah. and then going back upstairs. Fuck uh, yeah. And then that's my day off. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Well, and that's so interesting too, right? Because it's like, you know, the way we internalize, like what is productivity and, 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 and it's like the fact that we even value the term productivity, I think, is already a problem, right? Yeah. Like, like you know, it, it doubles back to this whole thing of like so much of our lexicon is has been like mutated over the last couple decades of like, you know, we're not citizens anymore. We're consumers. Right. And like, Ooh, we're not, yeah. you, you know, and it's yeah. like and that that releases us of certain duties that are sort of evoked by a term like citizen. And that endorses our behavior in certain ways as being consumers or customers yeah. or clients or whatever, you know, and, 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 you know, it, it may not necessarily feel completely radical to you, but like it, when you sort of pull the lens back a little bit, like by allowing yourself that, that liberty, it's actually, it is like, I see those as radical acts, you know, um, and people want to shame them because it removes you from the productivity line. Right? Yeah, exactly. Because of like that traditional like aspect, you know, I, I, there's two things. So going back to like doing the best you can with where you're at. Uh, when I, I actually, my partner my live-in partner and I talk about this or have been talking about it a lot because my aunt, when I was, um, so I'm 27 now, so my aunt um, got me this glass um, or ceramic, sorry, um, quote. Um, and I think it was like Thomas Edison or something like that. It was like some famous white man. And um, he, the quote, I'll probably mix it up, but do the best you can with where you're at with what you got. And mm. I've had that for years. Like I've hung it everywhere. Mm-hmm. And when I moved into this apartment with my with my partner, uh, it fell and it broke. <gasps> and I was so upset. Like I've had that for a really long time. It's one of the only things that I have I've carried with me that I was able to from moving one coast to the other. Like I, I really uh. I really protected it. And then when I first moved here I wasn't able to hang it up. Mm. And I finally did. And that it was the same day that it broke. Or, like, I think we had left for vacation, or it was something like that. Like, it, we had just, like, came in the door. Yeah. <laughs> fell and it broke. And it dropped. I was so upset, and, like, I, I got I got really upset. Yeah. And I think part of it was that it was, like, a, a reminder that I would see it, like, all the time. But because I got it so young, it was something 
I don't know. I think it ties in with my ADHD that like, I think I sure. give in too much to just being like, Oh, this is the best that I can do. Yeah. Um, and now as an adult, I think I am trying to reframe that in a way where like, I'm still moving forward. Not maybe I try to like, I'm trying not to say being productive. I want to say moving mm-hmm. forward. Yes, um, yes. And how do I move forward? <laughs> um, uh. While also just like, not doing it because I care about what you think or what like my friends think or my partners think or my bosses, but like, what's going to make me feel better for you. Um, Yeah. Yeah. For me, like fuck everybody else, honestly. Well, and that's, you know, and that's, and that's sort of the other side of that coin, isn't it? Right. Where it's like, you know, it, it, you're spot on. It's not about productivity, but it's like, and I don't want to say you need to do something with your day because you don't actually need to do anything, you know, but like, but like, I find when I do nothing with my day, but I do have the capacity to do something, those yeah. are often the like the darkest days because I'm like I'm like anxious and I'm itchy and I'm vibrating and I right. have energy to expend, but I don't use it. And 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 you know, I think sometimes in those days I'll tell myself, oh well, like work on something productive, and and then I'll end up feeling really soul empty. But like if you channel that into so like you empty. say just doing something that you want yeah. you know um um those end up being the best days you know and and that's and, adhd yeah well <laughs> that's just it not, isn't it right yeah i'm not pushed to do something i don't want to do because i'm not going to enjoy it but if it's Literally. all the things that i want to do i'm going to enjoy it and i'm going to be good at it and like yep. it's going to be a good day <laughs> yep big time big time yeah um so one of the like the 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 way we met was through the the metamorphosis series that a mutual of a friend mutual friend of our Zoe uh, uh, hosted, and oh, you, you and I uh, just adore adore adore. Heart eyes. Um, what's that? I said heart eyes for Zoe. <laughs> Big heart eyes, just like yeah. cartoon bawugas. Yeah, you know? true. But, <laughs> um, but um, you were doing these little. Uh, micro tattoos, these little f- tiny flash tattoos for yes, for I the was. second session. I actually, I'll get it on. I don't know if you can get it on camera. I've got, I've got a tiny you little diamond. I still got it, and I absolutely love it. They kind um, of match. They kind of match with the three that I have. Love it. Oh, and I just like, I, I love it so much. I went through a tiny little moment um in July where I really didn't love it because yeah, um, they were matching tattoos. <laughs> and <me>. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm um, glad you moved past it though because it's cute. Yes. Yeah. Well, and, and and you know, and 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 that relationship has shifted, and so like the the, the connection to the tattoo yeah. and to the that person like has changed so it's like it's that that pressure has lightened you know um i'm no longer like thinking about like could i get through my day without a ring finger you know <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> that's um, a that's one of those invasive what are they called intrusive thoughts you know yeah be like what if i just chop my finger off right now How what if i just feel? did it what if i, I just did it what would happen off, right just girly things just girly things right. yeah, yeah, <laughs> just yeah. girly thoughts but um i'm curious like what what kind of brought you to doing these tattoos what inspired you to do it and 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 where are you where where are thoughts of taking it if any oh um i had a friend in halifax who is a super great artist and um he did um my ghosties the ones that are on my thumbs mm-hmm. and then he did the sun and like he, he did a bunch of stick and poke on me and he did my favorite one which is on my arm and it's a mm. cis men ain't shit and um <laughs> it is my favorite tattoo on my body 
And I don't know. I saw this. I've, I've always loved tattoos and I saw that I could do it. Like he, like mm. he was doing it and like, he's a great artist and I'm not. So I, I didn't for a long time. Like I, I don't love visual art. Frankly. Like mm. I don't like, I don't love doing it. I don't right. find that I'm technically very good at it. And then that's also the part of the thing, like a positive of meeting Zoe and like metamorphosis is because there was a conversation of like, what is art and, art like really is just things that like mean something to you and you know so that was also helpful I think having actually I think if I'm just processing now typical ADHD brain I think finding out about metamorphosis because I didn't know Zoe until after the like around the second one so there's Mm. three Mm -hmm. um so I went to the second one but I didn't know about the first one or I think I did but I wasn't close enough with Zoe to really inquire much about what was happening sure Um, yeah I didn't allow that friendship to bloom until after that. Um, but I think when we sat down and had a drink about it, or I, I had a drink for the first time and she was, she was telling me about it, it really triggered a lot of things in, in my head. I grew up going to Catholic school, which was like art wasn't really a focus. And if it was, it was pretty rigid and I didn't like it and I wasn't good at it. I was more an English person. So, uh, it was, so it was fine. But then I, I, after my friend had done these really cool tattoos on my hand, uh, I saw that I could also just have this, because I'm I love chaos. I like just I like impulse decisions. I I love that. I I try not yeah. to shame myself too much about doing that. Fuck yeah. So he taught me, or he didn't teach me, but I saw the tools that he was using. And when I moved to Vancouver, my sibling was like, "Oh, hilarious! I have a stick and poke set." Like, it's just, like, one that you could just, like... And I was, like, sick. So then I started doing some stick and poke. And I did my whole, like, most of my hand while I was living with my sibling. They let me do a couple on them. And I moved to my knee. Then I started doing stuff on my knee. And then when I moved in with my my uh, my old roommate, I finally was, like, I'm just going to get a gun. Like, I'm just going to get a tattoo. Or, like, a pen. Uh, because I had a couple friends that said that the pen specifically that they were using was fine like it's nothing special it's just like sure like but it does really fun it does kind of what you're building it's i I don't want to do these like huge tattoos i don't really want it to be incredibly elaborate i really don't want that i I don't mind if people don't pay me i've had people Mm. make me cookies roll me joints (laughs) like that's fine and like it the, the whole thing is me sharing a moment like that's kind of how i how i feel we're like i went to a party and i got a tattoo like that's cool like that's so cool and it's an experience that i didn't have growing up yeah um i did a lot of chaotic stupid shit but like getting a tattoo as a teenager (laughs) was not one of those things me neither not that i would tattoo teenagers but i just mean like (laughs) it's just like going to i didn't go to like a lot of parties in university like it was mostly just like with my friends um so i wasn't really like a partier Mm-hmm. Uh, and now I don't know. I I think half of it is like I want to offer something. There's definitely like a small aspect of that, but sure. also like fuck yeah, I went to a fucking party and I I got a tattoo from yeah. this like chaos reigning person who I, and I let people know I'm like I don't know if the lines are gonna be super straight. <laughs> like I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, but like I can do a planet really well. I can do a good yep. question mark. I'm good at letters, dots, yes. obviously. Yeah, um, yeah. that's really kind of what I want, and I I want queer and trans people to like not have to pay a lot of money to have like something really fun and cool mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's a it is a moment so in this like, it fucked was. up world where it's chaos and it's stupid and awful and 
wonderful at times, I suppose, but I don't think enough to make it all worth it sometimes. It's like, just, just get a tattoo. Like, just let me give you a tattoo. Like, I'll do an X. Like, let me do a little X or like a question mark. Like, fuck it. Just fuck it. Just do it. Yep. It's this beautiful, you know, it, it, it's funny because obviously there is a, 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 a section of it that there's like pain involved, obviously, because there's needles, yada, yada. But it's like, it's a very cathartic kind of pain. I've really grown to really love. I, I would have so many more tattoos if I could afford them, you know? Um, oh, yeah, me too. But like, because I find it very like, um, like, yes, it hurts, but it's like good pain. You it's know? a good hurt. And, yeah, it's a and, good and, hurt. and what's more than the pain is that there's like an intimacy, you know, like you're you're being touched so delicately yeah. and you're being perceived so with such focus by yes. the artist. And yeah. like you become a canvas and it's a very beautiful experience. You know, um, my whole my whole arm, every 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 one that I have on this right arm was by the same uh, artist in Saskatoon. And she like I kept going back to her because she's just she was so good and she was so like just you know she just made me feel special you know yeah. and 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 that was the same experience i had with you when you gave me my little finger tattoo was that Aww, it was that's like, really sweet it that's was, really nice it, was to hear. This, it was like it was such a magic little moment and yeah. and like you say it was that experience of me being able to be like yeah i went to this show and i just got this tattoo i just got a tattoo ruled, you yeah, know I just, like, and i i, I want to do that all the time now yeah. because of that experience yeah. you know 100 percent. i um i like I like the pain. Yeah, the it's it's the good hurt. Um cuz I I don't know. I feel like if there's not like an intense sometimes I I need like an intense physical feeling um yes. to remember something cuz my memory is awful. Yeah. So I I need there to be something something extra to to remind me by uh, mm-hmm. or to like remind like remind me of the situation or the experience. Um yeah, totally. I I definitely feel that's why I I I aim more towards queer and trans. I've some queer and trans, but like dispropor- like like we we get paid disproportionately. Don't have a lot of like time on our hands or too much time because nobody will hire us a lot of the time <laughs> so yeah i don't know i'm like give me five bucks or like roll a joint for me or like buy me a yeah. drink yeah like let's just do let's just do that instead yeah. um it just feels like a better like don't give me your that. money like don't do that just yeah let's like keep keep it keep it going let's it's fine i mean you know money sucks bartering bartering's where it's at exactly like exactly just just keep it keep it within like needs right and and go from there exactly um um that sort of leads me into one of the you know one of the sort of core questions of the show um um you know we'll get to the sort of more granular questions of friendship in a moment but like i'm really curious um something i've been starting to unpack recently with these new interviews is this question of community. And, you know, you've brought up, you know, you've brought up talking about, you know, queer and trans communities and, 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 you know, um, questions of representation, questions of, of equity and, and all these things. And, and, and when I, when I start to unpack what community means to me, I realize that it's a really nebulous term and it's really like, it, it can mean so many things, you know, just yeah. like friend can, right? And so um, I, on my sort of quest to find out what it means today, uh, uh, I guess I'll put the question to you. First part being, 
what does community mean to you um, as a term or as a concept or just as a feeling or, or anything like that? Um, I think the reality and the feeling that I have are not the same. And I, I don't, but in saying that, I, I don't think I give a lot to community. Like if, if, if we're talking about community as in the queer, like queer community where I live, then like, I'm not super involved, but I mean, at the same time, like, I don't know if I have to be involved. And what I think does being involved even mean? Yeah. I, I, yeah, I think like, I, th- I think showing up and being involved are different I think I don't necessarily worry about being involved but I think showing up I think I need to do a little bit better to like push myself sure. to do sure um but I don't know I I the my, my queer community is like my friend group like mm. I don't have a lot of straight friends I yeah. purposely curate actually for being completely honest purposely curate my friend group so there's no straight people now there's cis people apparently apparently I'm just into <laughs> cis people <laughs> but they can stay i guess um since i moved to vancouver i was like yeah i guess you could stay um but <laughs> um yeah i don't want to be around straight people straight up mm-hmm. i don't um and i think because i'm around queer people all the time um that's my community yeah like my work like my work friends are my community specifically my queer work friends mm-hmm um my community are the people that i spend a lot of time with um but i think we i think we talked about this when we were at the park a couple like about a month ago that Mm -hmm. it's also it's not easy for me to make friends (laughs) it's not easy for me to step out of my comfort zone not that it's easy for anybody but it's not easy for me to do that and making friends is such a vulnerable thing oh yeah and especially when you're in your own community uh, I find it really difficult to be like, this is how I fit into community. Yeah. And there's always an aspect of like, whether or not somebody's going to accept me. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of circles back to like, fuck you. Like I've paid my dues. Yeah. I've been fuck called yeah. the T word. I've been called the fag. Like I've been, you know, yeah. I, I've, yeah. I've gone through that shit. I've had fuck family, yeah. like not like it. I've gone through misgendering. I've, I've paid my, my trans dues, not that anybody sure. should pay them, but I've paid those yeah. dues. I don't really need anybody to, Mm-hmm. think that i don't belong because i know i do of and i'm happy that i can just be like fuck you um well and you know you know that actually speaks to something that that speaks to something even deeper that i've been really working with with my therapist which is this idea of like unpacking that there there is no reason for things things just happen and so like as so finding finding your fit and i hate that well, well, it's it, it's actually really it's really joyful. It's really joyful. It's like it's essentially like it's reframing absurdism or nihilism, but with joy. And which which actually, the more you read like someone like Camus, you realize that he's actually deeply funny. He's just French, you know. Um, so <laughs> it's it, it's hard. It's hard. I grew him, up on the you know? East Coast. I know exactly what that means. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. You yeah. know. And and he's just a little too blunt. You know. But um. But he it, there's a lot of joy behind it, and there's a lot of goofiness behind it, and and. And what my therapist and I work through is this idea that, like, there's no meaning to anything. Things don't happen for reasons. And when we start to think of relationships as puzzles, that implies that there's a solution. And there isn't one. There's just what you experience and then what meaning you put on it. And so 
what I would say when I hear you talk about like finding fit is that you already fit because there is no puzzle to fit into and and you have your group and and you are beloved within that group you know and 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 that you know I I mean I know personally speaking I cherish our friendship and I and I recognize that we we're still very new in terms of like depths of knowledge of each other but that doesn't diminish like the feeling of connection that I have with you you know yeah. and 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 one thing that I often kind of I think I oscillate between, but I think I, I, I would prefer to lean towards like, it's not about, it's almost like, um, what's it called? Like that, like time cost. It's like sunk time fallacy stuff of like, well, we have to be friends because we've been friends for 10 years. So we have to still be friends. And, right. and, and, and it's more about like, no, right now in this moment where I am, I would like, you know, the energy of Gavin over the energy of someone who I've known for 15 years, you know, and, and, and okay, so yeah, it's like, yeah, there's yeah, no reason. Fair. It's just the impulse. It's the feeling of the moment. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's interesting. Yeah. I, I think I struggle. I was actually talking with my friend last night when I was getting very drunk and um, <laughs> we, we had our day at work and we just like wanted to just drink <laughs> as much alcohol yeah. as we could yeah. until we had to go yeah. home. And, um, I, I think, um, where was I going with that? Oh my God. ADHD <laughs> memory. ADHD. Oh, like, um, I don't realize that I don't tell people things about mm. who I am, um, and reasons for things, I suppose. But a month ago, actually, I think I was telling you this too, but a month ago I was having a conversation with my partner and, um, going through uh, going through the boxes when I had moved in and I still have a couple of things from my previous relationship my long-term relationship we were together for almost four years and and there's a lot of deep love there of course and we showed each other how we loved each other with um like photos and writing letters to each other writing notes and it was really it's really sweet so I I keep it (laughs) I I don't know if I should but I pulled it out and then I I had I yeah, you know, like it's just it's really nice. I have a lot of his art on my walls, by the way. Dude, <laughs> he's a, he's an that. incredible artist, so like whatever. Um yeah. but I uh I was explaining to my my partner kind of the start to the end or mm. you know, looking back in hindsight like what was the start to the end. Mm. And I looked at him and he was like super wide-eyed. <laughs> and I was like, "What?" And he's like, "You've never told me this. We've been together for a year." Yeah. And I was like, oh, like I didn't even realize because I know it happened. <laughs> yes, and I like yeah. I, I've talked about it, but I didn't realize it wasn't with him. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you don't talk about you. He's like, you say things, but I don't think you're like really divulging much. Like you're just like. He's like, you talk about some of your experiences, I guess, but you, I, I think what is missing is how I feel about it and right. like that kind of a thing. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know. It already happened. <laughs> so I yeah. don't want to um like get too deep into it. But yeah. I forget that that's how he connects. And that's how people connect. And even sure. last night I I told my friend who I have known longer than I've known my my partner. Not by much and not that that's even something that matters, but we know each other really well. And she was like, I've never heard this either. And I didn't realize, I thought I had, I thought, I think yeah. because it's in my head, I'm like, yeah, we broke up. I think that's like the important thing, but 
it was really helpful because she was like, I don't think it's, it's not, I think you're thinking that it's important why you broke up. I think the Mm -hmm. point is that you're going to share it. Like what you're saying doesn't matter. It's the fact that you're telling us and like you're saying something. Yeah. And I think this goes into like, I don't really perceive myself as like, I'm like, yeah, things just happened to me. And I think almost like my other partner would hate this, but like a jellyfish, like it just kind of like, you can, it's like transparent. Sure. I always feel like I'm transparent and people are like, absolutely not. <laughs> I sometimes joke that I want to be mysterious and I'm definitely not that because I don't shut up. But like the things that I'm sharing <laughs> is not really, <laughs> sure, sure. it's not That's necessarily the... something that you can like, they're like, the Harper's just saying the same words uh, and like, or like nothing too. The word makes the curtains. You know? Yeah. So, um, and I, I didn't, don't realize I do that. I didn't realize to do that until I moved here. And I, I have friends that are like, nah, I didn't know that about you. Like you, yeah. you don't talk about things. So yeah. Uh, yeah. I found that very, I found that very interesting because yeah. I have always, I thought I've always been like an open book, but I have come to find out that I'm not. And I was well, also talking to my friend about how like, I feel closer to my personality now moving to Vancouver than I did when I was in Halifax because I think when I was on the East Coast with the relationship that I was in, I not that it was bad, but I, I had a pressure, an internal pressure, and I think an external pressure. I hope he doesn't hear this if he does, but I think it was an external <laughs> pressure that I wanted to be liked and I wanted to be likable. Um, so I feel like I shifted parts of who I was. And now... I'm not that person. I'm not, I'm not unkind, but I don't pretend to be like a warm person right off the bat. I can be, but like, it's, I'm really mood based. Like I'm like, I really don't have no problem not wanting anything to do with you. If I don't know you, I like, I I don't give a fuck about being your friend. Like I don't, Mm -hmm. I I don't feel the need to be nice to every single person that I come across or or Mm -hmm. open like, I don't, I'm not yes. taking that emotional stress on. Like, I, I don't want to be one of those people that's like, you can talk to me about, anybody can talk to me about anything. I'm like, no, no, you can't do that. I don't, yeah. I don't want to care about your life. <laughs> that's such a beautiful boundary. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't hear that it. as selfish. I don't hear that as selfish even in the slightest. Yeah. I find that actually very admirable. It's a, that's a trait I wish I could emulate because I, I'm somebody who I definitely fawn and I definitely let people you know, use me as a sounding board and then I become dysregulated and exhausted and I go, why the fuck did I encourage that? Like, because now suddenly I'm mad at you for doing something that I told yeah. you you were allowed to do. Like, yeah. I allowed this. If this is I my still fault, trap myself you know? into doing it. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, yeah, but sure. it, it's mostly with people then I can feel like I can set a boundary. Mm. Like, it's just friends where I'm like, yeah, and I, like, I'm, I don't say I'm overexerting myself, but sure. I, I, I think, honestly, like, my mom growing up was always trying to be like devil's advocate. And I think that's what I struggle with too. And sure. like, that's really the thing where I'm like, I try to see something from somebody else's point of view, which I think is a healthy trait. Don't get me wrong. I think people should Absolutely. do it. Oh my God. But the amount of times I don't want to fucking do that. Like I don't want to <laughs> fucking do it. Yes, I really don't. Yes. And it makes me feel cold. Also because I've had people be like, are you mad at me? I'm like, no, has nothing to do with you. Just get yeah. go away. Like, I, I, yeah. I don't want to care about your life. Yeah. <laughs> I really don't want to care about your life. I um, see no problems there. Yeah. I like, I, yeah, I hope you, I don't, I'm not hateful. I don't hope you have a bad life, but like get mm. away from me and live it. Well, like, you, you know, the human, the human body only has the capacity for so much. And, yeah. and, and we don't actually, you know, this is something I was talking about on a, re, on a recent episode is that it's like, you know, we don't, 
I think there's a pressure on us culturally and societally to know too much about too many people and that overwhelms us and that shuts us down. And I, I almost, I, yeah. And I almost can't help but feel like it's a tactic. It's like a sociological tactic to keep us shut down because the more we're overwhelmed by other people's nervous systems, the less we're able to do. And so I think that it's actually quite a, again, I come back to this term. Like, I think it's a radical trait to be like, no, I'm holding my boundary and I'm, I'm like, it's it's like it's like um it's it's like healthy ego you know yeah. it's like no i'm worth more than this and i'm yeah. not like i'm not worth sacrificing for this you know like yeah. you are a human you are an adult deal with your you know like deal with it find someone else there will be someone else who will love you that's not my job right it's now, not my job know? and yeah. it's also like i don't i don't want to care if you don't have that person you know yes. like yeah i i do kind of want to be that person for a lot of, of people and i am like i have partners i have friends you know i have people that say they love me and like i believe that like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know that's fine but yeah. um yeah i i think i when i used to make friends and i didn't hear these terms like this term until the like this year where I had a friend that was like, I don't want somebody to figure me out. And I was like, mm. I don't know the difference. I don't know the difference. Like, fi- like, I think I do. Like, I think inherently there's like an emotional side. Like, I-, I think I understand. But at the same time, I'm... Maybe that's just kind of what I've been offered. Sure. I suppose. Like, I, I think figuring somebody out goes into caring for them. Like, I, I think kind of, like, knowing things about somebody goes into a care, mm-hmm. um, at least for me. So I remember when the, it was Zoe, actually, <laughs> I was like, I don't get I don't get the difference. And she explained it to me and I was like, OK, I still don't get the difference, but fine. Um, but I'm like, figure <laughs> me out or try to. Like, yeah, I think because I'm, I get so emotional and my ADHD is so chaotic and mm-hmm. I'm super impulsive that I'm like, go for it try to figure me out not like it's yeah. a game but i'm like i don't know i don't really yeah but like well, yeah figure think... me out and that's like that's how i feel like i connect with people sometimes or like yeah i can figure them out like i find that people aren't just puzzles but they are like everybody has their own experiences and like getting to know somebody and figuring what makes them tick is yeah. part of the fun for me like yes and i do it on my own terms i kind of do it kind of like away from them um and then i do it more when we're closer i suppose mm, yeah. yeah well and i think i think that you know doubling back to like you know the comparison against like you know what what my therapist said I, you know it's like i don't think that that's an unhealthy framing i think especially because like i'm hearing your process being very different from the process i was unpacking with him you know right um, I, I, it, a lot of it comes down to almost like the, the words we're using versus the actual behaviors you know um and i think i what i hear is that like you know what you call like figuring out or you know the puzzle pieces it it, it sounds to me like it comes from an empathy because it's a curiosity you know so it's not it's not you imposing a solution on them it's you looking for 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 their solution or what solution works for them you know Oh, love this processing. Different <laughs> different frameworks, you know? Different yeah, frameworks of thought. Right? It's interesting. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. something that is missed with friends and friendship and different levels of intimacy is nuance with neurodivergent people. Yes. And so one of those was like what are some nuances for you as a neurodivergent person? 
because like there's yeah. like we both have ADHD, but you are also autistic, and mm-hmm. I, I mean maybe, but I am not. <laughs> so I think that I think that there is more nuance. Um, I mean, there's more nuance with neurodivergent people, anyways, but there'd be a level of nuance of that like I would understand, and I'd be interested to, um, to know kind of like the different kinds of nuance of like how you feel close to somebody like how do you feel close to people and like how do you show it in ways that only people who are close to you would would be able to recognize kind of pick up on yeah no i love that question i actually it's funny i i answered it on a recent on a recent little solo episode that came out for it's the birthday episode i i but i also clocked it as as a i I clocked it as a question that i also actually want to spend like a whole dedicated mini episode on because i think that there's it's, oh, such, cool. there's such a world to the question you know it is it's, um, it's such a it's a very yeah. encompassing question then, she'll get funneled down to as much as you'd like but it's like it's huge yeah well and that's just it because it's spider brains it's spider webs my brain but i think the way you're framing it now the way i'm hearing it is like nuances for myself and that's sort of a different uh angle on it that i didn't take or had it been considering i think for myself you know, I'm still really in the process of unpacking how my autism shows up and, and unpacking the crossover between like my CPTSD, my ADHD, my autism, and then like potential any number of other things that could be popping up, you know, and just dysregulating things. Right. And and so I'm still really figuring out like where where I end and my personality disorders begin, you know, um, and and I think for myself. You know, I'll I'll do this thing where I will sort of mask present kind of as the type of person that I would like to be, but I'll only really be able to do that in bursts, you know. So, you know, I would love to be able to be like personable and warm and open and empathetic and and contemplative. And, you know, I'd love to be able to do those things, but I can only really do them in these like shifts, you know, and then I need a lot of downtime and I, you know, I'll have these interactions and then I'll just be like comatose on the couch for hours or days sometimes, you know. Um, And so I think I think one thing for me that that friends who do this for me who like let me not start there and almost like encourage me not to start there because that burns me out you know so they will encourage me to like calm the fuck down and and ramp up rather than spiking and then dropping you know and 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 sort of like allowing me to get comfortable the way my unmasked body gets comfortable which is like with a lot of stillness and slowness and 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 small you know like not small talk i know we talked about small but like Ah. but like less intense talk you know and and um and then just sort of like staying very mindful of my body right um and i think the other thing is that like i am so hot cold with something like touch where like there's sometimes where i'm like I need you to touch me right now. I'm going to die if I don't have other skin on me. Like I'm actually feeling like I'm going to have a heart attack. And then there's times where I'm like, the last thing I want on this is planet for you to touch is... me. Exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. And so I think, I think, you know, it's not a trait that I expect of other people, but like people who can allow me and sort of hold the capacity for me to be unsure um, and to sort of come to them with, with wherever I am 
that's that's a trade I really value, right? Because there's times, you know, where it's like I am really touch touch starved, and and I will reach out to friends to be like, you know, and I'll and while we're hanging out, I will be like kind of not not gropey, but like I'll be like more touchy than usual. Yeah. But but I I try my best. And this again is a negotiation. Like I try myself my best to not be like a dysregulated touch because that's not nourishing either, right? It's like it's like a it's like finding you know for lack of a better word finding safe touch, right? And yeah. and like finding a way to be recharging, but also you know not overexerting on either side, you know. So yeah, totally. Um, it all comes back, like you said, it comes back to nuance, and I think it's really difficult. I, I recognize what a difficult friend I can be because I can be so squirrely. Oh my gosh, and I can be so I can relatable. be so hot cold, you know. And, <laughs> so and, and so the people who do stick around, I really cherish, and I hope that I'm not as demanding as I sometimes feel I am oh. for those friendships, you know. Yeah, I yeah I demanding is definitely a word to describe me and I think I think I'm used to describing myself that way but I don't Mm. necessarily think especially like my intimate partners like I don't necessarily think that they would describe me that way sure maybe but I think it's because (laughs) I do I the last year this last year there's been like a lot of I've addressed them but there are like a lot of like jokes that I thought were funny at first but were not very funny about my personality about like coldness and you know whatever Mm-hmm. Um and one of those things, one of the words that were th- was thrown around by one of my partners was um demanding, and he was like, "Haha, like a tongue in cheek," and I was like, "Haha, no," and I got really upset. But I think I got upset because I know that I'm demanding. <laughs> yes, yeah. Like, I think I got yeah. upset because it, it comes with a, this background and this this like meaning of it being so negative, like a negative mm-hmm. concept. Mm-hmm. When really, like, I, def- I it goes hand in hand with my impatience because I am impatient. Yes. Because I think it's just because I know what I want, but also, like, I get really impulsive. So it's, like, mm. it's n- not the same every single no, time. No, it isn't. That's exactly um, right. Yeah, and I, th- exactly I think, right. yeah, you're, you were saying that definitely, like, you, you hit the nail on the head about, like, the dysregulation of it. Yeah. But, like, at the same time, like, my partners know what to expect and, like, my friends know what to expect from, like, me yeah. from different situations. Um, so I think it's kind of regular. <laughs> well, that's just it. And yeah. I have to be able to trust that they will hold their side of the bargain too, yeah. which is that they'll hold their boundaries and they won't let me overstep, even if I maybe push or, or, or if I pull away that they won't yeah. let that affect, you know, like yeah, exactly. I have to trust that it's a two way street and it's not me. And that, that really comes down to you. I've been, I've been doing a real deep unpacking of myself of like, I, of my like fawn attachment style. Like I didn't realize how anxiously, anxiously attached I often am. And I, I often, I, I saw myself as a different attachment style and I realized I'm really, really rooted in fawn stuff. And, and I think I was resistant to that because the fawn is a really manipulative attachment style. And it, and it, because it's all about like, I'm going to give you what I think you want oh. so that you'll give me what I want. And, and then when you don't give me what I want, I'm now allowed to be mad at you, you know? And that's so fucking unfair and it's so manipulative. And, and, um, and so I'm, I'm doing a lot of personal work on myself to unpack that and get rid of those traits or at least like adjust those traits. But it's slow, you know, because it's like, that's my personality, you know? So it's like, it's not going to happen overnight, but like Unlearn being mindful helps. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's one, it's one of those things I, when I was chatting with my, with my partners, um, I, 
we were talking about poly stuff because I'm poly, obviously. And um, <laughs> it was just having like a check-in, just talking about both my partners, just casually on a podcast. I hope they don't find Love out. <laughs> um, but <laughs> <laughs> um, and we're just doing a check-in, making sure we're good, which we were. And um, we, I don't exactly remember what we were talking about, but I keep trying to ask questions like more open it just in a way where it it, there's no right or wrong answer because I definitely I've always had conversations about my tone like Mm. my tone is usually even I met somebody for the first time I went on a date last week and I met somebody for the first time and I I heard it immediately he just like happened to look over and I was like what (laughs) and he's like shit I was just looking at you and I was like I'm so sorry like I'm I'm so sorry I just want you to know that I heard it and um, I don't know how to change it. At work, just when I work in reception, grace. I'm like, what do you want? Right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. usually in my head, I'm like, hey, welcome in. I'm like, hi, what do you want? Yeah. <laughs> yes. And yes. Um, we were talking about attachment styles. And there's a, I can't remember what it, it's called, but it talks about attachment styles within poly relationships. And Polysecure. wait, we talked about this. Yes. Polysecure. We, literally, we yeah, talked Jessica about this too. Jessica Byrne is an alumni um, of the show. Yeah. And I... And like I, I mentioned that I know that especially growing up with a language about uh, around by not bipolar uh, borderline mm-hmm, that like mm-hmm. it's it can be a manipulative um thing to live with if mm-hmm. you're not kind of constantly aware of what you're saying and what what you're yeah. like how you're feeling and which you is know, exhausting it's so exhausting mm-hmm. but there is still like a thing where we are both because my one of my partners is I like his borderline mm. and um we had a conversation about how to communicate because that's kind of like our biggest thing like we don't communicate the same way so it's something that we have to put so much work in which i don't like is fine but we totally have to perfect. put intentional work into the shit <laughs> or it's just gonna fall uh yeah. or we'll just not talk about it and that's what happened we didn't talk about it and then we fought and like we felt like there was like a lot of resentment and then when we got mm. through it and onto the other side I was like see that that just happened not again yeah. and it was my fault too like obviously there are things I wasn't saying and like I was being emotionally honest so I was like mm. this thing this thing that we just got past no like I was awful yeah uh, and like the recognizing that like the sometimes the ways that we both communicate can be really manipulative and like the way that we frame questions and the way that we mm-hmm yeah like interact with each other sometimes even like sometimes the passive aggressiveness just sneaks up and i i leave the house and i'm like why did i do that like yes oh i do that all the time like i'm like i don't need to do this like yeah what the fuck is happening but i'm 36 and i'm still doing it so i'm really sorry to say but it's 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 always gonna happen (laughs) and so i I try really hard just to be as aware as, as i can um but also, like, it feels kind of good sometimes. And that oh, is the thing that I, I want to get past. Yes. Um, and this is what I want to put in that book. This is this is the kind of shit. Like, sometimes doing something really fucking shitty feels so good. And you're yes. like, I just want to do it, even though you know you shouldn't do it. Yeah. I wanted to I, – I was unsure if I wanted to bring up the project bring that we're up. working on. Because I didn't, I didn't think we had – I wasn't sure if we had time for it. But, like, it is something I'm so frigging excited about. Um, yeah. And, and you, you came to me with this idea that I'd love – It was I'd also love, a joke, I'd, mostly. But I'm but, glad but, that you – 
it just like it resonated so deeply with me so quickly that I was like, yes, no, we uh, it, it felt like a sign. I was like, no, I'm being brought this idea for a reason. I can be a part of this. I'm not taking this. I am. I'm going to just help. <laughs> like, I'm going to like doula this into the world. You know <gasps> what I mean? Like, oh, you know, that's adorable. Like... <laughs> but um, but do you want to talk a little bit about it? Do you want to do do sort of talk about I... like talk about the sort of the impetus of, of I of do. This I idea? this is this is what I have actually mostly written down. Um, I haven't talked to like a whole lot of people about it, um, mostly because it's like a new, it's like a new creative thing Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I am creative, but like, I don't know. Well, and it's fragile, um, right? It's not. It's not fully formed yeah. yet. It's still got a shell. I feel like even its shell is still. Even is the still shell forming, is still, still kind of forming. Yeah, yeah, no, you're and completely right. Um, yeah, essentially, it's just people who have. <coughs> excuse me. People who have no formal kind of education about anything within mental health um, criteria, I suppose, or the. Um, I'm missing the words. Whatever. You know what I'm talking about. Like, they've That's got that. no, uh, what it's called, like, they've got no credentials kind of thing. Yeah, you got no credentials. You don't got no, like, abbreviations after or before your name. So, yeah. <laughs> um, it's just people kind of essentially, what did I say? What, what was the message? It was a mind map for the mind. What to do when, in brackets, when you're still fucked up. Yes. <laughs> between the ages. You fucked like, up when you're, you're still fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the fuck yeah. do you do? Yeah. And it's for people who have, Maybe you have had therapy, maybe you haven't. Maybe you have been able to take medication, maybe you haven't. Mm-hmm. But it's people who have had enough therapy, medication, mental health memes, self-help books, mm-hmm. um, conversations, fights, um, mistakes. <laughs> Just like enough of that shit to make us experts of like and then, how and the then... fuck to survive. And then turning that into when you say like people, it's like because the other element of it, like it wouldn't be just written by you. It was actually going to be sort of like curated. Like there was yeah. going to be a call to be uh, like, like an anthology, be essentially. Yeah, yeah. That was where I was looking for. Like yeah. an anthology of submissions. I, didn't, you know? I, I was trying to think of the word and then I told my friend last night and she said it and I was like, that's the one I was talking about. That's the one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah. And it's just people between. So I'm 27. So I kind of wanted it just usually it's people who are under 25 get. Yeah. And that's and that's where it should like that's where a lot of focus sh- sh- I it should be, mm-hmm. but then you're kind of like all right now you take everything that you maybe have learned maybe you didn't yeah. and like you yeah. just now now you live now you're an adult and so yeah. I kind of wanted to do between the ages of like twenty five to like forty five and like mm-hmm. what do you do when you're still fucked like what the fuck yeah. do you do um because I struggle with it and I. I have all people in my life that kind of are getting their shit together and have their shit together. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really intimidating because I don't yeah. think I don't, but I also, and like, I'm also not really aiming f- to have my shit together. Like I kind of like sure. the chaos. So like, don't get me wrong, but I'm like, I would love to not like wake up with anxiety every single day. Like, what do you do? Yes. Um, yes. And then I have people who are struggling all across the board um, who are also my age. So like, mm-hmm. how, how do you bridge these two together? Like, mm-hmm. how do you, how do you want to, how do you meet in the middle? So yeah. whether to thrive or just to survive. Yeah. Um, so that's, what's good that's enough. kind of what I do. Yeah. 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 
yeah that's, uh, that's I, and i love it I and yeah you you brought that pitch to me and 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 i just it sparked so many thoughts in me right out the gate that i was like yes we have to do this like so yeah. so yeah so so listeners be on the lookout where we're we're, <laughs> we're going to be putting out a call to submission soon and and yeah. we're going to be curating and compiling and editing and it's going to be fucking great it's going to be a whole thing we're probably going to have a whole other there's going to be we've been talking about all side side streams of it but oh my uh, god yeah before be even the thing. main thing we're like yeah. also we can do all of these side things exactly exactly <laughs> i think so one it's, of it's, it's either going to be a mind map for the mind or something like that or my friend of mine was like how about i'm a piece of shit and here's why and i was like <laughs> <laughs> i kind of love that i love so, that whatever yes. whatever it's gonna be it'll be it. fun it'll be fun and a little trashy I just want to jump to uh, the big, the big friend questions, and we'll right. just jump into the wrap up from there. Okay, let's do it. Um, so, you know, as I always kind of caveat here at, in these interviews, you know, the real heart and soul of this of this show has always boiled down to the question of, um, I mean, it started with "Have I been a good friend?" and then that really uh, kind of developed into like, well, what is it, what does it even mean to be a friend? And, totally. and again, with community, it's just this nebulous term of like, it can mean any number of things. So um, I, I, I put the question to you, like, what what to you does it mean to be a friend? Um, I think a lot of things. I think with me being demanding um, and chaotic, I definitely. Have you watched Haunting of Hill House? Yes, many times. And I adore it. There's this line that she has about her being the kite and her husband being the string to like mm. pull her down. Yeah. And I think I look for a balance in my life. Like I, I think the people that I'm not friends with anymore, whether they're in Halifax or Fredericton where I used to live, I think part of the reason we're not is because we are both uh, chaotic and sure. both kind of like go fuck yourself kind of a thing. And I think those kind of friendships can thrive, um, sure. but not with me. <laughs> I don't want to be like <laughs> the only one or something, but I think, I don't know. I think I thrive on people pulling me back mm-hmm. um, and calling me out and mm-hmm. uh, setting boundaries with me um, because I've always been friends with people who are like me. I never really had a lot of practice with that. And um, I, I realize I thrive. And I really like it when people are like, calm down or like, get your shit together today. Accountability or rules. Something like that. I really, I really appreciate accountability because also I'm, I'm sometimes not the easiest person to communicate with, especially when I'm really frustrated. So those people who are just like, cut your shit, like, let's, let's do A, B, or C. Or people who push yeah. me. Um, if I'm like, no, I'm not feeling A, B, or C. I don't really want to go out. Somebody's like... Okay, listen, you've said you've said no to me the last three times, which is fine. But like, mm-hmm. come on. Should have get off the pot. Yeah, it's, it's something like that because I do that with people. I'm like, okay, this is two times, like three strikes. I'm like, no, I'm going over. <laughs> I'm going to get you mm-hmm. out. Um, yeah. Like we're going to we're going to do something. Um, yeah. That's what I, I really appreciate in people just like pushing me. Um, yeah. I really I love that. And just being able to do nothing with. Yeah. Those yeah. are those are the two kind of aspects that I I really like that balance. 
I love it so much. Yeah. Um, as a sort of uh, a follow-up to that question, um, I always love kind of leaving listeners with like kind of an actionable thing that they could try out if they okay. if they wanted to. So so um, what do you think is one thing people could try doing this this week to to be a better friend to their community? Um, man. Other than Not like cut a, cut a straight person out of their life, you know, but honestly, fuck. If you have a straight friend, if you're also, if you're straight, get your shit together. Cut them off. <laughs> get your shit. No, if you're straight, if you're straight and you're listening to this, get it together. Nobody's Smart fully enough. straight. Yeah. Come on. Open the door. It's 2023. Open the, all the doors and windows. Let the gay scent in. Um, <laughs> you're missing out. We're pretty cool. Um, also, stop caring about people all the time. Like stop yeah. it. Stop. It's too yeah. tiring. It's too tiring. I feel like um the world ne- definitely needs more kindness, but I, I don't think it needs more politeness at all. Ooh, yeah. I hate politeness. Like being polite. Um I don't know. I don't think it's I a bad that. thing, but it's fucking annoying a lot of the time. Like yep. so just just slam the door instead of just close it gently. Or just like yes. don't hold the door for somebody. One person. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> like, I just, love this. Just do it. Harper, just this go. is incredible. Yes. Like, just be a little apathetic sometimes. I think oh. the world definitely needs more apathy. Like, no more empathy, yeah. just apathy. Just yes. get, get your shit together and get out of my face. Like, yes. go. So. Oh, I love it so much. <laughs> don't hold the door for one person this week. One person. I love it. Don't I hold the door it. for one person, especially yes. if it's a guy. I don't care. I know that oh, men can 100%. also feel mental health issues and have body issues, but I'm not going to fucking hold the door for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I, I love it. I can't. Oh. I don't like handshakes. I hate when people hold their hand on. I'm like, fuck off. What? Ugh, Are we in the 50s? Ugh, don't touch me. And yeah. also, like, I'm not going to hold the door for you. Sorry. Yes. Unless you're a mom with oh. a stroller. I'll hold the I'll hold the door for mom with a stroller. Sure, sure. I'll do that. Yeah, if your hands are full, yeah. it's different. But a dad with a stroller? Get fucked. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> oh my god. Harper, Gavin, you are just the fucking best i adore you i just like i'm so i'm so grateful that we're we're you know nourishing this friendship and i just so feel, much likewise I feel, you know so yeah, much likewise like, and the same and so excited about this product project and just so excited to like just be your friend you know and i just yeah i thank you so much you know thank thanks you. for coming on the show and thanks for being you <laughs> thank you thanks for being you dude um do you have anything um do you have anything like anything coming up anything you'd like to plug anywhere you'd like listeners to find you or do you want to be mysterious oh oh, okay oh do i want to talk more do i want to be mysterious that's like that's my (laughs) (laughs) that's my life um i'm having a titty party soon uh, to celebrate in memoriam memoriam because my memories are going to be surgically removed very soon and i'm so excited uh, and yes. it's going to be funeral themed and uh, I'm going to get friends to read fake eulogies and I'm going to mm-hmm. look up Bible quotes and I'm going to rework them for something tit related. Um, in memoriam is incredible. <laughs> also, it's all straight people that keep giving me these ideas. There was a straight person that said I should, it should be funeral themed. It was a straight person that said I should bury a binder. Uh, and like bury something and it was a straight person that said it shouldn't be an obituary it's an obituary oh stop it they don't i was like are you serious like (laughs) no how dare you score such good points i said that i was like why 
why are you having all of these great ideas? Anyways, that's what I'm doing. Um, my album drops in a month. I'm just joking. Um, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. Right? Imagine if yes. I was just like, actually, I'm also a musician and like I'm this like super talented person. Turns out last minute. I'm famous oh, in. Oh, I don't know why Russia was the first one that got popped in my head, but probably for a different I reason. Went, I went to Argentina. <laughs> that's where my brain went. I'm famous okay. in Argentina. Mm. Uh, Belgium. Yes, mm-hmm. that's the Waffles, one. Waffles, let's do it. That's it. Thanks once again to Gavin for coming on the show. A little update for you. They actually had their top surgery recently, and it went great. They are now resting up and healthy, and I'm actually going to check in on them shortly after this episode comes out. So um, keep your eyes peeled for developments on the book that we were discussing. I'm hoping to have a call-up for writers in the next little while, so if you are interested, let me know, and start thinking about what you'd want to talk about when you talk about your mental health. Thank you so much for listening, y'all. If you want more updates from me and Friendless, please be sure to sign up for the weekly Substack. You're going to get all kinds of goodies, including a micro-essay about my week, a new playlist of music, a new poem from my ever-expanding writing projects, as well as a recommendation to check out something that I've been fixated on that week. The latest update is actually all about Halloween, with loads of top five lists and fun stuff to put a little spook in your day. You can sign up through the link in the show notes, so please be sure to check that out. And it's completely free unless you choose to support me, so enjoy that. But that is it for me this week. I will be back next week with a special Halloween listener questions and answers episode that you will not want to miss. It's going to be an absolute blast, and I think you'll love it. So I hope you'll catch me back here then, but I won't worry about that yet, and neither should you, because that is then, and this is now. So for now, all I'll say is I love you, and I wish you well. Fun and safety, sweeties.